overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening, and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to season three and a half, four and a half. Five. Are we counting the mid-season? No, no, that was four and a half. This is five? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. We did it COVID summer? Yes. Remember that was when we did all those like therapy type things. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is season five of Embarrassment of Riches. And um, we are super excited uh, because we have a return guest tonight. Um, and we, we have not heard from her, I think season one. What do you yeah. think? Was it season one or season two? I know it because she just said it while we were talking. Oh, it's so se- yeah, two, yes. September, 2018. So mm-hmm. it was season one. Mm-hmm. So tonight, but who do we have? Laura? Who do we have, Laura? We have Raven. I just blinked on your new last Blevins? name. Blevins. 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 Okay. Blevins. Yes. Yeah, it, you, yeah, it used to be Atchison. Right? Spoiler. Yeah, got spoiler. A new last name. <laughs> you have a new last name. Okay, so what I love about this is, um, this, so this is, this is season five, episode one. What I love about this is um, Raven has such a unique story. And um, she shared a little bit of that story last year at the women's uh, welcome back. Story or, night. Yes, Mm -hmm. it was like the tea and testimony Mm -hmm. replacement thing. Yes, Mm -hmm. and but um, a lot of you didn't get to hear it, and Laura and I were not able to be there, so we did not get to hear it. And while we are both friends with Raven, we are—I do not know this whole story, so I am loving to hear it unfold and just see how God has changed and redirected you. And so, for those of you who foolishly did not listen to my release last week of her previous podcast. Um, Raven, can you kind of just like summarize like where you were spiritually, emotionally, like in your marriage, what, what, what you felt like God was telling you to do at that point? Yeah. Um, so the short recap version is after nine years of marriage, um, My husband at the time said he didn't love me anymore, and he left. And all I heard God saying during that time was, wait. Hmm. Um, When I go back on this side of things, you know, you kind of go back and you can tend to critique and analyze and and all those things. But the the prominent word during that whole season was just, wait, wait, wait. And um, so when I was on this podcast... Let's see. That was in summer of 17 that we had separated. Summer of 18, our divorce was final. And then I was here September of 18 and still just felt like I was supposed to be waiting. 
supposed to be, um, you know, praying for him for what, if God was going to reconcile us, you know, I remember hearing lots of stories of God kind of doing those things, um, really just praying, you know, for his salvation and digging into the word and emotional, but calm, you know, just kind of growing in my relationship with Jesus and, and digging in there and just in a season of kind of wait and see. And I remember you really, um, you were really doing the work for you. I, and I, I, I do remember you holding it loosely. Like, I don't know what this wait means. I don't know if it means wait and move on, wait and reconcile, but you were doing the work on yourself. I, I know you did freedom prayer. I know that you were seeking out really wise counsel, um, doing Bible studies, like just really doing the work on you. Yeah. Not with, I'm going to do this in hopes of this end result, but do this because I feel like I've been called to do. And I think it started as that for sure. I mean, I, I think I didn't want, I I mean, divorce sucks. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Even if it, if there are biblical grounds, whatever the situation, like it's still painful. It's still hard. So I think, you know, there was my initial motive was how can I fix this Mm -hmm. (laughs) and make it better? And, um, but in, in starting to do those things, you know, I'm a reader. So I started reading all of the books about biblical marriage. I went to, um, it's not, is it re-engage? What's the marriage ministry at Watermark? Is it yeah, re-engage? Re-engage. re-engage? I went to re-engage by myself. Um, several, that must've been really nights. fun. <laughs> it was super fun. Um, I did that with my husband and, and did not find it the most enjoyable Wednesday. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, um, it was rough. Um, but yeah, so I was doing that. I was reading books. I was digging into scripture. Um, I, you know, I was really fighting, I was fighting for our marriage. And I think that that's, you know, something that honored God and that God was calling me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm an athlete. So the leave it all out on the court Mm -hmm. cliche, um, you know, that's really where it started. And then, and then in that it, it, there was a, a huge noticeable shift of it really turned into growing my relationship with God, me knowing scripture for the sake of knowing scripture and growing in my knowledge and in my relationship and looking, you know, more at more vertically than horizontally to where Um, your identity shifts of I'm a child of God, not I'm a wife. Yes. And where the end game isn't Mm -hmm. to be a wife, but it's to honor. Yeah. A God honoring believer. 100%. So your last name changed and it didn't change to your maiden name. That's right. So what shifted? Um, what went down? And I like, and, and when I, and I don't mean just the story of it. I mean, yeah. what, did, what, like, I mean more like what changed in your heart with God? What, what did you start hearing As from that God? started shifting yeah. from wait, I, I want to get, I want reconciliation mm-hmm. and it shifted to, I want to know scripture to know, to know scripture. What, what was God doing in your life while you were single? So and I, a mom, by the way, yeah. we haven't mentioned that yeah. you were a single mom. <laughs> During COVID, for During, part of it. <laughs> in, in COVID, COVID times. For the yeah. love. Um, yeah. So I think, um, you know, it was, a, it was a bittersweet time at first because obviously there was a lot of pain and having to be there for my daughter and want to be present for her, but also trying to work through my own healing and 
um, and pain in that end, but then really just um, feeling like God was filling me full of what it meant to be a biblical mom, a biblical wife, a disciple, all the things. I mean, I grew up, and I think I said this when I was here last time, I've always considered myself a Christian, but I wouldn't say that I was actively following Jesus. I wasn't actively seeking out what he wanted or how he wanted me to live my life. It was more of just a kind of on the back burner kind of thing and super highs or super lows, not a day-to-day submission to, to what he wanted. And so it was really learning how to go to him first in prayer before calling my friends to comfort me, um, learning what it just looked like to follow him in, in all areas of my life, whether it was... Are you saying praying and spending time with God is better than calling seven friends to validate you? <laughs> yes. Mm. Oh, okay. And I learned that the hard way when I called six people and no one answered. And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess I'll go to God now. I'll call Jesus. No one's answering. I guess um, I'll call Jesus because he's always there. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, 100%. So that was, I mean, definitely what he was doing in me. It was really important to me too, that, um, that I had scriptural support for, I didn't file for the divorce and I didn't pursue it, but just because there was a divorce, I still felt like there needed to be like biblical grounds in order for me to be released from that. And it still be God honoring for me to go on and date and potentially remarry. So I had to kind of arrive because if you ask three different pastors, they'll tell you three different mm-hmm. things. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I really had to search the scriptures. You had to do the work on your on own. On that, yeah, mm-hmm. for myself. And you were able to peacefully step into that space. Yeah, of so being open to. Yeah, and dragging my feet a little, honestly. I think um, I was almost afraid. I had my word wait, and that's what I was doing. And I was almost afraid to ask you know, do I still have to wait? Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if I wanted to know the answer because what I, where I was, you know, it's scary to let go of an old thing when you don't know what God's doing. And it's scary to step into something new when you don't know what God's doing. And, um, so well, is that, that, I mean, I think divorce is a lot like death. I mean, it's yeah. a grief, it's a Agreed. loss. And so there's, and then it's, You're kind of walking through the stages that you would walk through with with grief, and yeah. and I'm sure I know you experienced some anger and 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 denial, denial yeah. and all of that <laughs> all stuff. the things, yeah. And then there's there there is kind of this this painful um, realization of my future looks different mm-hmm. than I thought it would look. One hundred percent. I mean, you're definitely grieving the future that you would envisioned. I mean, because it it's just one hundred percent different. Um. But yeah, I think I finally got bold enough to pray with really open hands and just say, you know, whatever it is you have for me, like, I want that. I don't know. I don't want my preconceived notions. I don't want my ideas, my dreams. Like, I want what you want. You know, show me what that is. And then he immediately answered. That would have been nice. I like to pray. I like to pray those (laughs) things. He did not immediately answer. I like to pray those things and say those things and then stomp my foot and pout when God answers. Right. Like, but that's not the answer I wanted. Yeah. I wanted you to answer what I, what I specifically wanted. Yeah. And that definitely happened, I think early on. And then I think I did hit a point where I felt like I'd done the work. I felt like scripture supported if I wanted to date, I felt okay with that. Um, I felt prepared for 
what it looked like to be a wife and to be a godly mother. I felt like I had done the work to learn all of those things so that I could even have, you know, what I would even be looking for in a potential spouse, right? I had already kind of made my non-negotiables and then prayed really open-handed. It was about a year. And, and for anyone that is in the, in a season of waiting, you won't, you won't like that answer. (laughs) because (laughs) I remember being in a season of waiting and hearing these people with these amazing testimonies and, and you can hear the, the joy and the peace in their, in their voice. And they're like, yeah, it was a good two years of just bleh. And you're like, no, I don't mm-hmm. want that, you know? Well, this um, year, your year of waiting was on top of having already right. waited. So, yeah, and- so it had been a year since I came on, and then it was another year before I finally kind of started entertaining, you know, dating or even just praying open-handed to see, you know, did God want to bring me back my ex-spouse, or did he want to bring me a new spouse, or am I just supposed to stay single? Like, I felt like it was one of those and three. What were you... What were you doing in those days um, that I can only imagine were lonely? I mean, you'd been married. You had known what that was like and mm-hmm. um, to have a partner and a buddy at home. and um, the, what, joys what were, of, the joys of marriage. Yes, we were, <laughs> we were talking about the We may have been Googling what are the biggest like marriage arguments right before this. Yes, podcast. because because right before Raven walked into our house, Kyle, we were having a little bickering and Kyle said, whatever you want to me. And whenever he says whatever no, you what, want No, he said, to, whatever you say. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember. With like a dead inside voice, whatever you say. Um, <clears throat> that's not usually a good sign. So anyway... <laughs> It doesn't mean we are coming to an understanding. It, yeah, it's uh, we're coming to an impasse. But anyway, and then and then Raven knocked on the door. Yeah, <laughs> that's a surefire Perfect way to timing. end an argument. Love it. It is. It is. Although it's <laughs> yes, a good it solid distraction. I, yes, I know. I don't know that it's resolved. But and I then no talking longer... about it amongst friends while he's still in the house. Yeah. Right. I feel like that yeah, on mics <laughs> yes. when he was listening. Yeah. yeah, but but I mean I wasn't bickering about him at that point. Anyway, no. I digress. Marriage, marriage, marriage. Mm-hmm. So what were you doing in those when when you were, or were you lonely? But I'd still miss him. I'd still miss bickering about where we're going to put the baseball That's right. You would still be some, some, some kind of lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so the, the extra piece to that is also good and bad, I guess. So we switched to kind of a 50, 50 schedule with our daughter. And so that gave me nights where I could have a break and really kind of sit in my feels. But then also that's when it was kind of Mm -hmm. most lonely because then you're in this empty house. And so I got a dog. Um, (laughs) that helped a lot Mm -hmm. actually. Um, we all joke that she was sort of my emotional support animal. Um, you know, the mornings where I just wanted to like sleep in, she's pawing at me because she's a puppy and she Mm -hmm. needs to go pee. So, you know, you're up and anyway, but, um, I spent a lot of time seeking out, you know, mentors of the church. I had dinner and lunch and coffees with Julie Hess and Mary Yarborough. And I heard, what did you hear? I heard that Mary Yarborough heard your first podcast and it made her reach out to you. That is right. That she like that. And then y'all became really, we didn't know each other before then. And she heard my podcast I mean, I think I had heard her name and she'd taught in Bible study, but I'd never met her. 
And yeah, she came up to me after Bible study one night. I think it was after Bible study or after a church service. I'm not sure. But she introduced herself to me, said she'd heard her podcast, my podcast, our our podcast, mm-hmm. that episode. And um, yeah, that's when we met. And she was like, you know, I just felt like I should introduce myself to you. And we exchanged numbers. And then um, I know I'm skipping way ahead, but she prayed at our wedding at mine and mm-hmm. Kyler's wedding. Um, don't you love Mary Yarbrough? I love Mary Yarbrough. Hey, Mary Yarbrough, Laura still wants to come to your house for dinner. And so do I, I do, but and I I'll would never to. have said it on a mic in a microphone. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Mary, cause you're listening. We want to come to your house for dinner. Okay. I've been, but Laura hasn't. She still wants to come. Goodbye. I haven't seen the, the new kitchen. Oh, so I, it's I definitely have to go. It's pretty, mm-hmm. but Mary won't let me um, babysit Cooper, her um, Westie. Why? Because we, gave up a dog to Westy Rescue and she and David don't trust me with their dog. Might just go turn it in. <laughs> when life gets too hard and you're having to put eye drops in Stuart's eyes four times a day. I don't know. I might be on he a national. He goes to the Westy Rescue. Goes to Westie you're on Rescue. some bad list. I'm on a bad list. I'm actually one of my best friends from college, Celeste, the one that I always go visit in, um, in, mm-hmm. in New Orleans. Um, she is married to a veterinarian, and she is on a national do not adopt list Stop, with the dogs. Yes. I bet he's so embarrassed. Because she surrendered a dog. <laughs> it's a long story about her surrendering this dog. Maybe we but... should have Celeste on the podcast. Oh, to Celeste tell the story. is a hoot. Okay, Celeste is here. So anyway. you were meeting with people. So, and that's what I'm getting to is, I don't know if I should say this on a Christian podcast. Like, say it. Prayer is great. Scripture is great. Like... Being in like near and knowing that God is near is so important. And also there are some logistic piece, logistical pieces that are important to taking care of yourself, like having close friends yeah. and I, wise I don't know, counsel. like wise counsel. I yeah. love that you said, Mentor. but yes. you didn't say, but you said, and also, yes, right. That's my, and that's also my would have been very, yeah, you know, so biblically supported community. It, You've got to have, I mean, you have to have community, right? You have to. Yeah. And, and do the other things like obviously I believe in counseling and mm-hmm. I did a lot of counseling going and taking care of your diet and exercise and all of that stuff because you went through something really hard that would have made it easy and I'm sure at times you did feel um, depressed to fall yeah. into depression and yeah. I think I think it was smart people might have thought you were crazy for getting a dog but I think that's smart to get One you up hug. out of bed yeah. and have something outside of yourself to take which on obviously walks, you had Morgan to get outside too. yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, so you were, you were doing all the things yeah, and it was still hard, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I wasn't taking care of myself so much physically at the time. Um, I, I mean, I lost a lot of weight. They say, mm-hmm. you know, like divorce is, we were, you know, we were talked about it being kind of like grieving and death, but like a trauma. I mean, mm-hmm. they've, and I, they say that your body can actually exhibit physical signs as if you've been in a massive car accident. Mm. Because of the trauma that the way it divorce lodges itself and, and everything body. like that, yeah, comes in, and so, um, I mean, it just, yeah, it took some time to kind of get your priorities straight. You know, they kind of, I think it's like a new, a mom with a newborn baby. You know, like the first few days, like you're just surviving. First few mm-hmm. months, actually, not days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first few days, yeah, you're on adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. It's, it's day seven that it gets, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. shoot. <laughs> Oh, to cut that stuff gets real. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, Whoops. Yeah. 
Thank goodness for editing powers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. I was about to say, she's not going to edit that out. You're crazy if you think she's going to edit that out. <laughs> At least it was her, not me. So That's right. <laughs> I mean, a if that, I mean you got, you have just, if you just have had a conversation with me, I am who I am. <laughs> so as you were walking through that, when did you feel and how did you know you had felt an internal shift? Yeah. Um, I remember, so I remember... September of 19-ish, I was, I was like dabbling in the idea of dating. I would like make eye contact with people in the elevator or try to at Mm -hmm. least, but everyone was on their phones. I love that you are the age that you are (laughs) and that you feel like dating now is making eye contact with somebody. That just shows, that just shows (laughs) what generation you were stepping out of the last time you dated. I mean, I really thought that like I would just run into somebody at the grocery store. Have a little meet cute. Or Barnes and Noble, you know. Um, Wait, are you an, are you an. You you're you you got to be a millennial, right? Yeah, but I don't are claim you, it. Okay, but you, so you are I'm you barely technically a millennial? Are you barely a millennial? What's your birth? Like eighty four. Eighty four. So mm. you're like eighty two is like the cutoff, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so you're barely a millennial. But I'm an old soul, mm. so I don't really gotcha. vibe with the millennial. I'm a terrible millennial. Terrible at technology. But maybe I don't you're not have as TikTok. bitter as the Gen mm. Xers. That is true. We're, we're <laughs> I'm in the wasteland, apparently. <laughs> no, you're no, not. You're Gen X. No, if you look, it's What's like there's this like. Or except, I don't care a, to share that information. I already know zenial, what it is. Isn't you're that two years younger than me. You're a you're a Gen X. Okay. You're a Gen X. So eighty. It goes to eighty two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I thought Kalen's eighty one. So I like to tease him that he's a millennial. He's, but <laughs> oh, but he is not. No. The no. cusp the cusp years are hard. You yes. can go either direction. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's so. True. You were making scandalous eye contact. And also, yeah. base, base, well, also, just I think it's important to know that I'm basing the years of like the the like like the parameters of millennial versus Gen X based on Survivor, Gen X versus millennials. <laughs> that's your rubric. That's a reliable source. That's, okay, that's my rubric. <laughs> just so you know. Yes. I mean, I feel like that's accurate. It feels really technical and scientific. That's like my, yeah. you know how like I have like percentages that I just come up with yes. in my brain. It's kind of yep. like, it's, it's like one step beyond that. It's one okay. step more verified. So Survi- if they were born in according, 78. According they- to Survivor, 1982. That feels ironclad. I mean, there's no arguing there. Okay. Continue. I digress. Um, okay. So the shift. So yeah, fall of, fall of 19 ish. I started entertaining the idea. She was scandalously um, you know, pointing out my to my coworker. Mm-hmm. I thought the security guard at work was cute. You know, oh all gosh. these things. Um, I got on the dating apps. Okay, and then I deleted them. Okay. I just that, I couldn't. that feels like the natural progression of that as well. Yeah, and I just don't like. I was entertaining it. I think like dipping my foot in the water, but I wasn't. I wasn't quite there yet. I didn't. I feel like I had prayed the open handed prayer, but I hadn't gotten. That's what I was going to ask. A, is what were shift. you praying? At this time, at that time, I think it was really just show me like which path I'm supposed to take. Mm-hmm. Keep waiting, stay single forever, you know, or open. Are you going to bring? Up. Yeah, open myself up to someone else. Keep making eyes. Keep at making people. eye contact. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, I, so then I threw myself a birthday party because. That's Love it. typically something, you know, I feel like that's something do. Laura's planning this year. I am real big <laughs> on my own birthday. She's yeah. Not. I love I, it. I think I'd we love to should come, do that. I'd love to come to your self-planned birthday party. Yeah. Yes. It was Mexican food, so you can't go wrong. Already in. Um, yeah. So I did that in, in September and then 
it was, you know, right after Thanksgiving, honestly, that I just kept praying this pray, prayer over and over again. And, and I remember Mary actually got, I, I don't, upset's not the right word, but she was in Australia and I was, she, before Australia, I was waiting. And then she came back from Australia and I was dating and she was like, what I miss, you know, like what happened? Um, legit time zone shift. <laughs> yeah. What? But it was really funny, but it was one of those things where I was just kind of sitting and praying this over and over again, you know, had been praying it for a few months. And then I just woke up one morning and it was just like a light switch mm. where it didn't feel like, I wonder if I could do this. Like it just felt like a complete release. release. Yeah. Mm. And, and then I was still waited cause I'm very cautious and I think through things way too long before I make a decision. So then I still waited a while to make sure the feeling kind of lasted. I didn't want it to be one of those things where I was fed up of waiting. So I was taking things into my own hands and I was just going to go like, I kind of let it marinate for a little bit and, and it just stuck around. Mm. And, um, so I got back on, Bumble, which is hilarious if you listen to the first podcast. Did you actually make a reference to like I'm not getting on Bumble? We did. I remember. Have you I, listened to that I podcast have, recently? No. I haven't listened to it in. I I like I'm gonna re-listen to it because it's, um I'm gonna release it before this podcast, sure. but I have not. I haven't listened to it since maybe since then. Yeah. So I I did not go back and re-listen to it, but I do remember because I do think God has a sense of humor. Oh, Are you gonna sure. re-listen to it this time before this one's released? Maybe. I, maybe. I won't. Pro- I won't maybe. listen to this I one. Don't know. <laughs> the, I wish there was video and you could see my eye roll and facial expression. <laughs> she won't. But, um, yeah, we joked about how if I weren't waiting and I just rushed out and started dating, I would just be in a puddle of tears on the floor, <laughs> swiping left, swiping right. <laughs> like We made that joke. And then God was like, watch this. You think you're going to meet a husband in an elevator? Get that swiping finger ready. Did you, did you meet on Bumble? We met on Bumble. Oh my gosh. That's Mm -hmm. hilarious. And he was my first date. Stop it. Not my only date, but my first date. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we met. What made you swipe? Um, he, I love that question. (laughs) Great question, Laura. He, um, well I had, so I remembered him from when I was dabbling in the dating apps when I wasn't quite ready. I remembered seeing his picture of him holding his son. Oh, how interesting. And, and I had remembered seeing, you know, seeing his photo and kind of reading about him. And, um, so when he came across again, it was almost like a familiar face, mm. um, which makes a lot of sense. Cause we joke about how we haven't known each other for a lot long, but we feel familiar. Like we feel like we've known each other forever, but, um, yeah, he's holding his son and he's just smiling and, you know, his pictures on that. And, we also joke about I had very strict standards and if someone said they didn't know what they were looking for, it was like a hard pass Mm -hmm. and he had put relationship and then someone was like, don't put that, that scares women. So he changed it to don't know, but I didn't see it. So it's like God shielded me from that (laughs) so that I would swipe. Otherwise he would have been a goner. Mm -hmm. Um, but he just seemed really, you know, kind and genuine and, Mm -hmm. um, I have a bit of an odd sense of humor and he does too. And that was really evident in his profile and I love to laugh. And, um, anyway, he was just really funny on his profile and disarming and cute and, you know, just kind of drew me in. Like we've, we've said that from the beginning, there was just something about him that drew me in even on our, I like that he confidently put a picture with his son. Like he put that right out there because that's who he is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, for sure. So yeah, so we matched like mid-December, had our first date two days after Christmas in oh, that feels 2019. Intense. That's like holiday date. Yeah. In 2019. 2019. December 2019. Oh, snap. When stuff was about to get real. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the oh, stuff. Wow. Rhymes, rhymes with grits. Stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh, Wow. So I went, and I remember it was a great first date. Because um, for those of you that don't know, yeah, things changed in, in March twenty of twenty twenty. So three months later, <laughs> it was. Different. And you said he wasn't your only date, so you were no. still kind of putting yourself out there. Yeah, seeing- and I and I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know all the rules. I was asking all my friends. I was like, "What do I do?" You know. Um, so he was my first date, but we kept talking, and you know, we're planning future dates. And I remember coming home and kind of just being. I don't know, like at peace and, and really enjoyed myself and really thought it was great. And having like this other guy that I was kind of talking to and I was like, I just need to meet him and get it over with and see if this is like a high from dating or if it's like a connection. Cause I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was a connection because mm-hmm. <laughs> the next handful of dates I went on were just, uh, they just didn't live up to it. I mean, it set mm-hmm. a high bar and it was just really mm-hmm. hard. Um, to, to meet it. And so pretty quickly, you know, we were only dating each other. Um, he, he was calling me his girlfriend before we had that talk. Um, but you know, he was like that. Eye he's contact bold. is just too much. I can't yeah, resist it. I know it. So, um, <laughs> were you making an eye contact with him? We made lots of, lots of eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, did it feel a little bit surreal? Were you like, I'm dating again Yeah, and figuring out dating as a mom? He's a dad. We both just with the nature of that, have some, for lack of a better word, baggage. And how yeah. how old is he? He just has the one son, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. right. So his son um, is six now, and Morgan will be nine in September. So they're you know they're a good age and gap. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is like off track, but I'm just curious. Yeah, and we're having that. We we our plan tonight was no plan. Was no plan. It's Laura's <laughs> favorite like plan. Laura's Jess's happy place and makes my butt clench. <laughs> yes, I was. Raven texted me earlier this week, and she was like. Um, so do you have any specific questions? What's, you know, and I was like, I was just thinking, let's just like, let's just go in there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can and do I which still in showed life, up. In yeah. life, I, well, she, at least you knew you were being recorded, which is not True. what I can say for everyone that's been gone. Um, in, Laura Seifert, we see you. In life, <laughs> I wouldn't like say I'm a big planner, but for a podcast that's going to be recorded and preserved for all of history for our dozens of listeners. I just feel like there's certain people that like we can just like unleash. And I feel like you are Raven, one of those Raven's people. a person we, we trust can just unleash. Thank you, thank you. Um, and we know what God's been so doing. So my question was, um, do you do y'all have fifty fifty custody of Skylar's son? Yes, Kyler. Kyler. Yeah, sorry, okay. sorry. that's right. Um Kyle, his email is like Blevins Kyler, so then it just kind of looks like Skyler oh, towards the end. That's funny. Well, uh, we uh, do 50 50. You have 50 50, mm-hmm. yes. Y'all have them a lot. Uh, Kyle, um, who is my husband, in case you don't know that, um, went, for the first year that we were married, I, my dad like called me and he was like, So, how's. <laughs> 
Lyle doing? And I, I said, Lyle? I feel like that's really like, on brand for your dad. It totally is. And I was like, do you mean Kyle, my husband? I don't know a Lyle. The only Lyle I know is Lyle Lovett. And I don't really know him. I've been to one of his concerts, but I, I don't know Lyle Lovett. So I assume you're talking about Kyle, my husband, Aww, who I've been married to for a year. But it was really fun because it was like a soft pause where it's like, I want to know this name. I want to know his name. <laughs> of my daughter's life partner. <laughs> I, I want to know the name hard. of my, my daughter's husband. Anyway. That's funny. Anyway, Kyler, I won't be I won't be confused by the Blevins Kyler. <laughs> Blevin Skyler. Yes. Mm. I, I, anymore. Um, so y'all have 50-50 custody. Yes. Okay. We do. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. So what was you had done the work that you were needing to do to be open-handed about what God had for you, but you both did have some baggage. So what was, what was dating like? And, and just for the people that have kind of been through what you've been through, um, how did you kind of establish that you were dating with intention and kind of like, not that it's an application process, but there are boxes that you want to check. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your faith had become far more important to you right. than when you had dated before. Right. So how did you guys have those conversations? What did you... And let me just identify, I know that your whole identity is not in dating and who you married and that we you could be telling a whole other amazing story if God had kept you single. Right. But that's not your story. Yeah. So for those of you whose story this isn't, that's okay too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so baggage with dating with kids, we actually postponed our first date because of child scheduling issues. Um, but he had a kid too, so he kind of understood that. So that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the first piece. I think, you know, the second piece is you're wondering, when do I introduce this person to my kid? Do I wait mm-hmm. until we're really serious or do I this is whole new territory. bring this person in to mm-hmm. see if there's even like a, a click or a connection before we get too serious? Um, I am very much a planner. So for me, you know, it's the logistics of he lived in trophy club and I lived here. His son wasn't in school yet, um, but it was very much like, are you tied to trophy club? Like, are you okay to move? Mm-hmm. Because Morgan's in school. And I remember, so my divorce attorney was like, you're not going to want this narrow geographical restriction that says you have to stay in Plano or Richardson ISD, which most decrees will say the county you're in and contiguous, which could be for like Burleson mm-hmm. from here. And, um, so we had put this narrow restriction. He's like, you're not going to want that. Want that. What if you meet somebody? And I said, well, if it's who God has for me, then he will move. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that worked out well because he had the flexibility to be able to do that. Where, but did, where does his ex-wife live? Um, so she actually, when we first met, she lived in Irving, worked mm-hmm. in farmer's branch. Um, but she so actually still Dallas County. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, but they were in Tarrant County, you know, when they but, first yes. divorced and then she moved to Dallas County. Um, but now they actually moved really close. So it's actually, I mean, so now my ex-husband, his ex-wife were all within a five mile radius, oh, wow. that's great. which is great for mm-hmm. the kids. Um, and you know, they're not having to spend a lot of time in the car, going back and forth. If you've got a birthday party, you have to take them to, or you want to take them to, and it's not your weekend. You can like 
snag them for a couple hours, drop them off. So, um, you know, everyone gets to come to soccer games and basketball games and That's all right. that stuff. So mm. it's, it's really good for them. Yeah. So as you were dating, mm-hmm. just what kind of conversations were y'all having that felt important and where you were establishing that this was a person that you could marry? Yeah. Um, well, I think I had a, uh, pretty strict gatekeeper system (laughs) with who I would even swipe on. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'd kind of created this thing that worked for me that if I saw certain things in profiles or I didn't see mention of faith or I saw certain types of photos, um, it was a hard pass. It Mm -hmm. was, it was like, I'm not even going to entertain it. So you were looking for like just straight up six packs, pictures of abs. Yeah. I tried that for like six months, got my heart. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, it was all about substance. I mean, I, I don't know if y'all have looked at dating apps, but, um, there are some people out there that send inappropriate photos Mm. to people that they're dating. And a lot of my coworkers were experiencing this. Um, and I found that there was a little bit of a correlation between the people that were half naked in their profiles typically ended up being the ones sending the inappropriate messages. Oh, weird. Hmm. Um, it was Imagine very that. strange, Turned out that but way, you are a smart lady <laughs> as it were, Raven. you know, correlation, correlation is everything. Um, but correlation is not causation. That's true. That is true. Uh, but I just, uh, anyway, I, I don't know if it was, I mean, I think God was guarding me a lot in that too. Cause I didn't run into that. I mean, I didn't run into, there were a few like sort of creeper, whatever type situations. But for the most part, I felt like I was fielding it pretty well. And then, um, you know, within moments of even talking, we were both talking about our stories and our faith. And Mm -hmm. he says that one of the things that drew him to me was I had linked my Spotify account, which you can do that. And it was a bunch of worship music. And he's like, you can't fake that, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause it's just keeping tally of what you're listening to. And so he knew that my faith was genuine. Um, he, and, and it's, or you know, it's his like story. Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least I like Christian music um, <laughs> or I needed, you know, the pick me up or, or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, but I mean, he has sort of a faith shifting story too. He had a near death experience. I was actually looking at the timeline on the way over here. I told y'all I'd already started crying, um, before I got here because, you know, part of the whole story is like, okay, well, God, if you were just going to give me somebody new, like, why did I have to wait? Like Mm -hmm. that seems silly. Um, but I do think that that time's not wasted because it was growing me and it was growing my relationship with Jesus. Um, you know, so many people were praying, for my ex-husband and his soul. And I don't know if any, anybody would have been doing that for him and for his salvation had what happened to us not happened. And so I don't think that any of that time is wasted. I don't think any Mm -hmm. of those prayers are wasted. Um, but then also even just looking at the logistics of it, like, so I was here September of 18, April of 19, he had a near death experience that he was already a Christian, but it really pushed his faith to the next level. Mm -hmm. And then we met seven months later and he, if I would have met him when I came on this podcast, he wouldn't be the man Mm. that he is today. And so it's just, it blows our mind all the time when we like think about what we've, cause we kind of grew up in the same area. We were at the same basketball championship 
games when we were in high school. We've been to the same concerts, like, because we're the same age. We're 12 days apart. Mm. So we were in the same place. Those millennials. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. Mm. Um, <laughs> no offense, millennials. Or begrudgingly, or, or whatever mm, the yes. word is, yeah. Um, so it's really neat to kind of see how our stories were intertwined, even when we didn't know each other, and we'll never know, you know, the answer to everything while we're while we're on this side of heaven, but even just getting little like bits and pieces of like, well, maybe that's why I had to wait, you mm-hmm. know? Um, you get glimpses of what God was doing and his perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Even though sometimes that waiting can be painful yes. even when you're called to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so kind of that was relating back to what you were asking. So we'd had, you know, that conversation on our first date about, you know, how his faith had grown and what sort of had happened to him. And, um, and how that grew him. And, and then it was really, you know, people have different opinions on how quickly you need to get to the non-negotiables, but he and I are both kind of like a, I don't think I was a no nonsense person before, but after having been through what I went through, I was like, I'm not wasting my time. Mm -hmm. So I think in February, you know, we met in December in February, I was like, so would you be willing to move if this goes anywhere? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was sort of like, you know, we had this weekend where we were like, let's just get everything out on the table. Like, do you want to get married again? What would it look like if you got married again? What are you looking for in a spouse? Um, what's, you know, are you geographical restrictions? Like, can you move? Like all of the things that aren't super romantic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, do you want more kids? Do you not want more kids? Like all those things we really hashed out really early on. And then, and then I felt like once we knew we were compatible on paper, so to speak. We were already compatible. Obviously there was a connection there, but then we got to just do kind of, okay, the fun, lighthearted stuff. Cause mm-hmm. we'd already talked about the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. So then we just got to be fun and lighthearted and then the world shut down. Yeah. Yeah. How was that with dating? <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't get to go many places. Um, yeah, we, that w- it was so weird because you know, then we just started spending a lot of time at home and take out and, you know, there weren't any restaurants open. Um, I keep a somewhat clean house. It was not clean anymore. Um, being stuck inside with a, I guess she was in kindergarten, finishing up her kindergarten year at the time. Um, we did, we had actually introduced the kids already. So that was nice. So then we just kind of did, you know, at home play dates and take out and, um, you know, and then having to deal sort of with the struggles of like, well, what's okay? Like, should we be hanging out? I mean, we're not engaged yet. Like, you know, what should we do? We thought about um, eloping, but the countries were shut down. You can fly anywhere. Um, you know, so there's so many things that just all the stress that everybody else was feeling. It's impossible to elope to like Tarrant County. <laughs> so that's what happened, actually. Magical. <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> We were like, man, we, we need a vacation from this COVID, like July-ish. Like, should we go, should we go to like, um, I can't remember where we were going to go. The Dominican, I think. And then we're like, well, we're not, you know, like we're trying to do this. You know, we had all of these, we had an idea of how we wanted our dating life to be like and certain things that we wanted to wait for. We didn't want to move in together, you know, all these things. So we're like, if we go on vacation together, like we could just get married while we're there. I mean, because it's. We didn't want to go act like a married couple if we weren't a married couple mm-hmm. in the Dominican. And then there were lots of rules about 
all these paperwork and everything you have to add. I was like, no, thanks. And so, um, and then we were like, then our parents would get real mad. Mm -hmm. So then we're like, hey, there's this cute winery in Aubrey. Like, why don't we just go get married out there? And we were going to do it in the summer. Um, Everything was still kind of shut down. But then we we ended up deciding. This summer 2020. Yes, July of 2020. Um, We weren't even engaged yet because he couldn't go buy a ring because the stores weren't open. Oh, my gosh. But we, we, at this point we knew we were like, it was it. Like we were going to get married. Um, I ordered his ring online, but, uh, he didn't, you know, he, didn't he wanted, he wanted to go Amazon? like, yes. <laughs> well, I went to blue Nile. It's more reputable than Amazon, but, but if there's something different about, you know, like picking it out and everything. And so, um, so we, that was funny too. That was another God thing, I think, because we, we weren't getting anywhere with the people out there as far as dates or deposits or just no communication. And then we kind of prayed about it. We're like, okay, like if this isn't your timing, you know, show us what your timing is, you know, we'll wait. And we just felt like we should have, we should wait until October. Was just God, in case you don't remember, I've already waited. I did the waiting thing. That wasn't my word this year. And then he was like, you waited two years. You can wait another six months, you know, four months. So I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, as soon as we picked October, like everything just opened up, um, mm-hmm. as far as everything falling into place. Yeah, and it was like, sw- like between, um, between Delta and Omicron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was good perfect timing, timing. <laughs> and we couldn't have seen that coming. <laughs> and so it was like the stores like opened up with just enough time to buy an engagement ring and buy a wedding dress. And then they started acting like they were threatening to shut back down. But, um, but yeah, so then we, you know, had a, a beautiful, um, wedding ceremony out in Aubrey at Fortunata Winery in a little chapel and Brian Radabaugh married us mm-hmm. and Mary prayed over us and um and it's been, you know. Was, and I saw y'all good. I saw y'all at church on Sunday like singing praise with your arms around each other. Yeah. As I was like stepping away from Kaylin to not touch me because I was hot. <laughs> it was so hot this past Sunday. It was. I mean, it's funny. I feel like the sanctuary is like, it starts out hot and I'm like waving myself. Yeah. And wish, then it'll cool and off. Then your sweat then, no, it cold. doesn't. Oh girl, it doesn't cool off. No, it's you got to like, bring a sweater. It, it comes right. down but to But that like didn't Arctic happen level. this it past Sunday for whatever levels. reason. Yeah. Well, in the children's ministry a couple weeks ago, it was like the AC wasn't working on oh, half no. of the hallway. So oh, that may be, I don't know. Maybe we're having some AC issues all over maybe. the building. I don't know. Maybe. Well, so y'all, from knowing each other to marriage, it was about 10 months? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and again, like, just because it worked out, this way, which is awesome. It doesn't mean that God wasn't working in the waiting. For sure. And like you you said, am I supposed to be single forever? I I just think being open to God, what you have for me is what, is what I will walk. Yeah. Which can be a hard thing to say when you're like, God, what you have for me as long as. Yeah. Yeah. It's this, which is what I like to say. Yeah. Well, and I, I definitely had seasons of saying that. Um, and I think it is, it's scary and it's vulnerable and, and requires a lot of trust to say, you know, just tell me what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, what you really, really want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I think, I don't know. I mean, it's easy and, and I don't want to discount people that are in the waiting because it is so easy to be on this side of it and say, oh, it was so worth it. And it was, it's really hard to hear when you're waiting that it was worth it. Um, but, I mean, I feel like God gives me 
both of us really gives us like little God winks all the time. And, and, and to, since you, you know, y'all, we were transparent about, you know, marital, there's, it's not been all rainbows and unicorns by any means. There has been tough conversations. Um, but to have conversations with a godly man who wants to communicate and the goal is that we're trying to reach a resolution and not shut down and, and leave. I mean, all of the things that mar- like marriage it's not like just if it's the right person, it's great. And there's no issues like that's not that's at all what I'm saying. Yes. That's such an important point to make because it's still marriage. Yes. And while you can go in a little bit wiser, while you have chosen a man who loves God, you may still have an argument moments yeah. before people come over to your house yeah. for a podcast <laughs> about where we're going to place the baseball net. Yeah. Yes. It's still two imperfect people, you know, trying to figure it out. Um, but choosing each other but choosing and choosing each other. to honor the Lord yeah. every day. 100%. Yeah. You, um, you kind of talked about, um, <clears throat> just kind of having to shift on what you had projected for your life. Um, I don't, I don't think it's come up in my story and I don't think it came up, um, in, in Kyle's when Kyle, when Kayla were on the podcast that, um, you know, Kyle was divorced before he and I got married Hmm. and, um, and that was, for me really hard. Um, I shouldn't say it was really hard, but it was, it was like, it was not, I had to shift my brain there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I sort of joke about, I think I've probably told this story many times about like how the first time or the first date that Kyle and I had, I was like, you have irresponsible hair and you're a, you're a musician. I don't know if this is going to work out. Um, <laughs> because I'm very responsible and dependable and I'm not sure I'm I'm not sure about a musician with irresponsible hair. And then he said he was a homeowner and then I found out it was like zero percent financed home. You know <laughs> like a whole thing. No, a hundred percent financed. Oh wait, yeah, hundred percent zero percent down. down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was a homeowner and I was like, okay. But yeah. Anyway, all that to say, uh there was like you know, when we first started dating and then, and then he told me that, that was such, um, like I, I really did. I had to, I had to shift and, 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 and I mean, spend some time in prayer. And of course, you know, obviously I, like, I felt like there were biblical grounds and Kyle certainly felt that way. And, um, had gone to counsel. This is, this is how you know that someone like really cares about you. One, you say stuff like, I don't, you have irresponsible hair and you're a musician. I'm not sure if this is going to work out and they still want to go out with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also whenever you make them go, Hey, listen, I feel like we need to take this relationship to our church elders mm. and let's ask them if this, like if, if in this, at the time we were at Irving Bible and, um, I was like, let's, let's ask and let's see if they, you know, bless this marriage. And, um, and of course I went to Bust Fanning, who was a professor at DTS and I worked for his wife, Jan Fanning was the children's pastor at Irving Bible at the time. And uh, I was on the children's ministry staff. And, um, so I went to Bust Fanning and I asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, like I told him the circumstances and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, what do you think? And he's like, well, my, my personal my personal belief is the minority view, which is, um, that there are no grounds for divorce. 
And I said, okay, um, so should I just um, err on the side of the most conservative view? And he said, oh, abused Fanning. Oh, abused Fanning. He said, there's no virtue in being stricter than you're convinced that scripture is. Mm. He said, I suggest that you study the scripture and you pray and you ask God what he says. And then you do that. And Bust Fanning and Jan Fanning happily went to our wedding. Oh, that's really sweet. Yes. Um, And it, and, 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 can you talk a little bit about um, what it was like to shift, like to shift what your dream of what your future looks like is? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So I think, so it, there was obviously a shift in what it looked like, but at the same time, there wasn't because. I was praying for a husband that would stand beside me at church and worship with me and someone that would pray with me or pray over me and pray over our kids. Um, Someone that would, you know, be a protector and a provider and I mean, just support me and encourage me and grow with me and read the Bible with me. Um, And I got all of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was just a who, who somebody I didn't even know mm-hmm. when I was envisioning those things and asking for those things. So, um, it's to me. I mean, th- so before any of this even happened, you know, the verse that I will give you immeasurably more than you can ask for or imagine had been framed in an eight by ten frame at my office, as well as a ton of other post-it notes with scripture that I needed to like get me through. Um, I am convinced that you will, or I, I stay steadfast because I am convinced that I will see good in the land of the living. Um, so all of those things, I mean, those words came true for me. Like I had imagined what it would be like to have a godly husband, but God just really showed off and went above and beyond in what that looked like. Um, he drank queso through a straw the first time he met my daughter to make her laugh and like disarm her. Um, that sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, just <laughs> queso through a straw. I, I mean, mean, he sounds great too, but he, also no, just like the queso right piece to his heart. Really yeah. Sold it. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a life that's filled full of joy and humor, even when things are hard. Um, especially when things are hard, actually, we both have that (laughs) as a defense mechanism, which is good and bad, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, just all of the things that I was hoping for, they came, it was just different timing and a different person. And we've always been, you know, like really careful to want to honor God's design for marriage, you know, permanent like we that I think that's his design um so many things don't go as his design and so we never want to be like hey you who thinks it's better on the other side yeah it is Mm -hmm. because this is great like we let we we wouldn't want to be married to anybody else obviously um but we do really want to honor that's not God's design either that you know, you kind of change spouses and, and whatever it's meant to be for life. And this one will be for life. I mean, this is our second marriage, but we definitely agree it's our last. Um, 
and you, and you know, there's all kinds of things that come with a second marriage, like parenting with people that you're not married to, Mm -hmm. to other people that you're not married to, you know, so there's a different level of hard, um, you know, that we're working through and getting through, but, um, but we just feel like God has, you know, we were both very prayerful and, um, and we, you know, spoke with pastors and, you know, we got all of the clearance and the blessing and, um, and it's been sweet that God has given us just little God winks of like, Hey, I did this for you. Mm -hmm. And, And it's not lost on us that he brought us together. I mean, we've known that from day one and, um, I mean, just last night, like he, I think, I think in part kind of circle back to what you asked, like, how did it feel like to shift, you know, like what you thought it was going to look like, like he, it's just better than what I thought it would look like too. Um, because last night, I mean, I saw something happen that I didn't even have like in my wish list of things I was hoping for, but, um, you know, he's tucking Morgan in to bed and, she crawls up in his lap and says, will you pray for me? Um, so to know that like they have that connection and, and, and that's what she knows about him is that he will, you know, put his hands on her and hold her and pray for her. And like, I mean, I weep on a daily basis, (laughs) honestly, um, when things like that happen and Mm, that's special. So, um, so you're talking about like blended marriage. So I, so Kyle was not married very long, just a few years when he was married and they did not have children. So we have no connection. Like there's no overlap. Yeah. So while, so, so it's not a secret that, I mean, probably our community group knows, right? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't even know. If, did he share that? He in shared our, it in his okay, life story. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know if he shared it in his mm-hmm. life story because it's because it's so not a part of our marriage because they didn't share kids and they weren't married very long. Right. Um, and so, anyway, all that to say, I'm going to say maybe, let's see, Hank would have been like three or so, <laughs> so that would make Lydia like eight or so. One of my, one of my best friends found out, <laughs> found out that her parents had been divorced. She hadn't, or one of her parents was divorced, but when they got married, she mm-hmm. never knew. She's, my, you know, my age a Gen Xer. So this is, I mean, this is like, I don't know, however many years ago it was, but that nearly 10 years ago. Okay. Not quite, but okay. A long time ago, this happened to my, my girlfriend and she's telling me that we, we go out for margaritas and she's telling me this story about how she had recently gone to a family dinner with her parents and her husband. And her husband starts telling this story about a patient that he saw. And the patient says that he's from, you know, Abilene. And, um, and he says, oh, my wife's, my wife's dad is from Abilene. And, he, and they're about the same age. And he says, well, who is, who is the, the dad and the patient? And he says, well, who is your wife's dad? And he says the wife's, he says my friend's dad's name. And um, his name is very unique, not mistakable. Okay. No one has this name but him. And um, he says, oh, yeah, he's married to so-and-so. And my friend's husband laughs, and he's like, no, no, he's married to such-and-such. She's like, well, he was married to so-and-so. And, so. and oh I, he was like, I think, I think maybe you have somebody, him confused. Anyway, my friend's husband starts – they're just – they're out for the dad's birthday dinner. Uh-huh. And um, 
the four of them. And my friend's husband just starts going into the story and he's telling it like it's hilarious. Like this guy's like sort of senile and thinks he, but he clearly knows who this is, you know, and, um, my friend says her parents' faces just went white. Oh no! Like, and as, as as her husband is telling the story, their faces just go white, and it's very clear that this gentleman was not mistaken. Oh like, my gosh! And that is how she came to know that her parents were divorced, or one or one, one of, of her, her yeah. dad oh had gosh. been divorced. And so I tell Kyle this story, and I'm like, "We have it's never come up with our kids, right? It's just it's not it's not a part of our marriage, right. so it's it's not something that's common." But I'm like, I I don't want this to come up. Because, like, my hairdresser works, like, the other hairdresser used to work with Kyle's wife. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. there's, like, mm-hmm. like you know, Kyle's ex-wife. There's you know, like, points of There's connection. points of connection yeah. that I'm, like, I could take Lydia. Lydia goes to, like, the hairdresser with me now. And I'm, like, Tammy could start talking about <laughs> Kyle's ex-wife. And, and Lydia would be, like, what? So I was, like, we have to tell the kids. And, again, Hank is, like... I don't know, maybe three or four. And Lydia's, I guess, eight. Okay, or nine. I don't know. Something like that. So we tell the we tell the kids like, hey, we just we like sit them down. (laughs) And it's like, it's almost like the divorce talk, like we're getting the divorce. Except we weren't getting divorced. We're just telling them this is a possibility and it's happened to your dad. Like, um, so Lydia's like in tears. I don't know why it's just like, and we're like, that doesn't mean like we believe in covenant marriage. We believe in like, that's not going to happen to yeah. us. Cause we're like, I love that you're saying covenant marriage to your eight year old. Oh yeah. I'm like, it doesn't I matter if we don't agree where we're going to put that baseball net. It's a covenant marriage. <laughs> it's a covenant marriage. We're not, um, we're not like, we're not getting, you know, we're not getting divorced. We just don't want you to not know that that has happened. And like, and, um, at some point we asked Hank, we're like, do you know, do you know what we're talking about? And he goes, you're talking about being married. (laughs) (laughs) I totally get that. And so I'm like, what's funny is like now sometimes Kyle and I are like, do we need to like revisit this with the kids? And I was like, I feel like we're good because Hank probably doesn't even remember that conversation, but Lydia was there and knows that Hank was there. And Lydia definitely remembers the conversation. So when, when one, when one day something happens and, and, and uh, someone says something about Kyle having been divorced, and Hank's like, "What?" And Lydia's like, "They told us." He's like, yeah, okay, you were they're there. Not bad parents. <laughs> you knew that. You, you just, can go yeah. listen to this podcast <laughs> from summer 2022. Yes, I mean it wasn't a secret. It just mm-hmm. didn't come up very often. So. Yeah. But you don't have to cover that I with don't. your kids. They, they know. know, and y'all it know. Is, it is sort of an awkward conversation to have to go. Okay, I think we just need to have. We just need to tell these children. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother conversation though. You have to have with like with our kids because their parents did get divorced and then you have to, and and Brian was so wise when he was counseling us, he's like, you guys have to address this with your kids because they need to know that just because it happened before, it's not going to happen with this Mm -hmm. one. Because I think that's going to be, I mean, that's probably an unspoken fear with them. You know, like what Mm -hmm. happened before, like are you guys going to get divorced one day? And and you have to, you know, walk through, you know, I think I used the word covenant with them too, but, um, but also just explain to them, you know, like 
we're doing it God's way this time. And the last time wasn't really God's way. And when you do things God's way, like, you know, this is the plan and this is how we're doing it. And, and this is why and how it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, we had to have those conversations with them too. So your life now mm-hmm. looking forward, what is, is your big ask prayer? Hmm. I should have known this question was coming. Yeah, if you've um, ever listened to the podcast. <laughs> but Jessica said we were winging it, yeah. so I didn't know it was going to be the same. Um, gosh, I mean, I think so. Our and and we've had our big ask prayer. I think would be that we could be the start of a new legacy. Mm. Um. Both sides of our families have had divorce, have had addiction, have had health issues, um, have had, you know, indifference to faith, have had, um, you know, issues with finances. I mean, all the things that you could think of, um, both sides of our family, like combined up the line has experienced those things, people that have walked away from the faith. And so, um, we we really try to work together to think about all of you know the general generational curses that we want to break and sever and start you know a new way of doing family day-to-day life mm-hmm. and and bringing kind of heaven in the home with worship and prayer and bible reading and making that very normal and and hoping that that propels our kids to have deeply rooted faith mm-hmm. um so, yeah there, yes. um, I feel like all of the cheesy '90s worship songs are like the ones that sear my soul. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I mean, like, and then you listen to them, and it's like they have this like weird techno beat or whatever. Our God is an awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, I love me some Amy Grant. I'm not yeah. even gonna lie. <laughs> but there was a song um, that I remember the chorus was something to the, well, something to the fact, I'm pretty sure I got the chorus down. I don't know any of the lyrics other than that. But it says, remind me of this with every decision. Generations will reap what I sow. Mm. I can pass on a curse or a blessing for those I will never know. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I think you're doing that. And I think that's because of the way you steadfastly, don't know if that's a word. It is. Um, Walked through the way that you did. You, I mean, you and I are not the closest of friends, but I feel like I've gotten a seat at just the various um, stages I've gotten to meet you in of how you walked through that and how God brought you through that and how you you are um, weaving that into kind of, like you said, it's still marriage, it's still hard, but it does feel like, you know, you kind of got your happily ever after to yeah. a certain extent, but that you are willing to walk through faithfully, even when this wasn't a promised result. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that shows, and I think that that right there changes things for generations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for so. coming on. Yeah. I'm so glad Thanks we got to hear the story. And I know there's so much more to it yeah. than just you and Kyler. Um, Skyler. And- Yes. <laughs> You'll stick. Levin um, Skyler. Mm-hmm. But I love this piece of the story because I think it speaks to a lot of um, 
a lot of different marriages and people that have experienced divorce and um, something people aren't always ready and willing to talk about. Well, yeah. and what I love, I, what I love about this story is that God answers prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't always answer them the way that we expected. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Um, but he answers prayers. Yeah. And, and, and cause this isn't the outcome that you were hoping for or planning. Right. Um, this is, this is, this is his better blessing. Yeah. Um, I love, I, and I love that. I love, because I think sometimes, you know, we can feel like when we have this box of what we want him to do, Mm -hmm. um, he, he blows up our box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I love that feeling of God winks. Like yeah. he, he went extra all the time. Yeah. I mean, actually like all those cake shows we've been watching my daughters into, it's mm-hmm. like, is it cake? Is it real or whatever? I mean, oh, it's like, he just like blows your mind mm-hmm. with, um, with, with like all the little tiny details too, mm-hmm. you know, like he didn't just show up by bringing Kyler into my life, but it's like all the little details that really only he and I know, unless we like share to mm-hmm. other people, you know, and they just show up constantly and it just makes it feel so, um, personal you know mm-hmm. to he and I and um it's really cool yeah well we we're so we're so grateful that you came on um a second time <laughs> and gave us the update on your story and I know that you like I said you've you said you shared that um before but we we didn't get to hear it and um we're, we're just we're just great uh, grateful that you just honored us and honored our church with just sharing what God has done in your life uh, Laura and I are also super excited um, that one one of the things we love about doing this podcast is that we get to we we get to know the women of Dallas Bible and we get to have these conversations. Um, this year, we have been invited to uh, do Embarrassment of Riches live at the women's brunch um, for the you know kind of fall kickoff. And so that's, that's August 20th. And we are so excited about it. We, we're going to get to kind of curate a few women's stories. And so you guys are going to get to be a part of that conversation if you join us. So there'll be table conversations. Uh, we'll have a conversation on the stage with several women that are sharing their story. And Laura and I will be there. And I bet your sweet baby Raven will be there. Am I right? Yep. It's probably a good good that's chance. A, that's yeah. a good chance Raven will be yeah. there. I think I think you and I've shared a table at. We have. Yeah. yeah. We decorated it back in the day when we did like themes, I think. Yes, um, yes, yeah. yes. So we're super excited about that. But thank you, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We yeah. we adore you and just you. love you Absolutely. and just are grateful to have you as a friend. Yeah. yeah well, thank sure. you. I appreciate that so much. And if, and I real quick, and if it's at the I mean, Mary came up and snagged me after this last one, but I mean, that is sort of, I think God does use our stories to help other people when they're in the trenches. So, I mean, Mm. if anybody like thinks, Hey, I really want to ask her this question or I'm going through something similar, whatever. I mean, I'm Mm. an open book. So whether it's at the brunch or beautiful and has long brown hair and I wear a name tag every other Sunday as I'm serving in Mm -hmm. children's ministry. So I'm easy to Yes. Spot, but she, she looks like she might have played you. college volleyball. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining us on Embarrassment of Riches. Mm-hmm.